When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. This is a proud production of ITM Media. Good day to all the race fans out there. Episode 108 here for Rambling About Racing. And Charlie Herkus is in the ITM Media Studios as promised. Charlie, how's it going, man? It's going good. Going good. Glad to be back up here. I'm glad everybody's here. And Preston's in the studio, too. Yeah, It's a shocker to many, I feel. I know. Careful. But how's it going, man? It's two weeks in a row. It is two weeks in a row that he's Somebody here. better play the lottery. Hurry up. You got to play the lottery. I, or I got to. I don't know. We'll, we'll stop and get tickets tomorrow, Matt. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. But uh, it's great to have everybody in the studio. Yep. Thanks for everybody. We had a great episode last week. If you hadn't tuned in for that one and this is your first time listening, make sure to go back and listen to last week's episode where we talk in depth about the Talladega race. But Talladega is behind us, gentlemen. The Roval was interesting. Turkey was an interesting race for Formula One. Uh, yeah, somewhat. But first and foremost, how's life? Life we'll, is we'll life. Let's start off with Charlie yeah, since it's, him. it's his first time in studio in a year. Life is good. Up this way, got the chance to be in the studio for this episode. On my way to Fort Jackson, South Carolina for nine weeks. So Now, what exactly are you doing there? We'll be at Drill Sergeant School. Now, now, Drill Sergeant Academy, if I guess that's the technical term for now, it. Now, Preston, do you know so, what that entails? No. Okay, for any of those individuals out there that didn't serve in the military, if you become, a, in Charlie's case, a drill sergeant in the Marine Corps, they're called drill instructors. I don't care what they're, they are in the rest of the branches. I don't know. <laughs> I, it's not that I don't care. It's just I don't know. You have to pretty much go through basic training again because you just have to. Just a more in-depth, more, more technical 
it isn't going to be the yelling and screaming that it was when you initially went in, but it's going to be the this is the routine you get into like like boot camp. Okay, I didn't know if you found that interesting or not. Gas chamber, no, it is uh, gas chamber ruck marches the whole nine yards. Gas chamber, the CS gas. Tear gas. Oh, okay. Okay. Thank uh, you for uh, clarifying that. Yeah, no problem, man. But, uh, it's been 11 years, and it's about to be a wake-up call. <laughs> well, well, if you're sick, that is the best thing Absolutely. for you. You just clears out all I'm those sinuses. You, it, it, I, I think that's the cure to COVID-19. That would probably be the cure for COVID-19 is CS gas, man. Just run through a room real quick. Yeah, and just boom, you're gone. I'd like to test that theory. Let's, if you're positive on one end, let's run you through. Got about a minute and a half. Take you on the other side. Let you calm down. Test you again. Well, that's good, man. I'm glad that you're doing that. Best of luck to you in those nine weeks. Hopefully, you'll be back down here from time to time, watching <laughs> racing and maybe not necessarily doing the show since we do it in the week. So, Preston, you got to step up here. Yeah, in, I know. The next nine weeks, but how's it going? So wait, so then that means we can probably do the show like in the middle of the day then. Yeah. Usually, usually Charlie has to come on like in the afternoons. Yeah, night. usually I do have to come on in the afternoons because you so know. So we could do it. We could. I, we could. I, do I could work be a, here in the middle of the day. I do kind of work a regular job, you know, and I don't oh. have days off during the week like that. So hey, there's a saying in the Navy, and it was choose your rate, choose your fate. <laughs> you chose to work a normal nine to five job while Preston and I decided to do twenty four on forty eight oh, off shift work. Man. I'm just saying that. So yeah, yeah it's could, gonna, it's going to be difficult for me to do a podcast show for the next right nine I, weeks i could be here during the day okay let's do it or, right. or kind of in the morning okay but. you heard it here first folks preston is going to be here for the next at least nine episodes he yeah. said he's going to show up breakfast breakfast with everything. breakfast in hand with breakfast it, in yeah hand i could be here in the morning so. as long as i'm out of here by like 12 30 said he was going to bring caroline breakfast too yes oh, that sounds before she leaves for work before she leaves for work but preston how's it going with you man i see you're wearing your nice hoss shirt yeah i threw this uh just threw this on you just I'm, threw it on well, yeah, I was wearing the uh, the athletic shorts because my kid had a soccer game. Earlier. How was that? I mean, it's it's a typical five year old soccer game. A bunch of that doesn't help me at all. You got to understand, uh, I'm like six years behind you right okay. now. Football, <laughs> <laughs> football, football. So, uh, yeah, they, everybody goes after the soccer ball at one time, and they're is just it, kicking the crap out of each other. Is and it kind of like kids when they play t ball? They all kind of just. Uh, yeah, towards yeah. The wherever the ball is at, everybody's not going. Not to Charlie's the ball. t-ball team. Well, okay, not Charlie's very, very disciplined team. t-ball players. Yeah, see, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't. Um, they run for that crap. Yeah, I'm, I'm mostly just the assistant coach, but like, you know. Oh, you're coaching these kids. Yeah, yeah. I'm the assistant so you, coach. You know a thing or two about soccer? Well, yeah, I played soccer my whole life. You never told me that. Yeah, I I used to coach um fourteen and fifteen year olds. Why wow. don't you mention it? You kind of look like a soccer player. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it looks like you flop a lot. <laughs> I flop in hockey a lot. You little shin kicker, you. <laughs> <laughs> I will if I if I need to go down. I will. <laughs> Nobody likes a flopper, man. Yeah. I mean, it's I've had my I, you LeBron James. <laughs> yeah, I've had my fair share of you know getting penalties. I mean, I, I slammed a kid one time yeah, in high well, school. Well, it happens like that sometimes. He was standing over me, so I just got right but under him, picked him up, Brock Lesnar style, and just slammed him. Wham! Right over. Wham, and the ref came right over me, gave me a yellow card, See, and sent me off the field. That's the funniest thing about <laughs> soccer. They come up to you after you create a penalty and just throw a little card in your face. Yeah. Do that to me. I'm probably slapping out of your hand. It's like, that's the <laughs> stupidest thing. Yeah, a, fr- a friend of <laughs> a friend a friend of mine and I we coached um we coached rec soccer for a couple of years. Wow. We um yeah. We took that very seriously. See, like, so, like, I was asked to coach, and I'm like, I don't coach little kids. And, you know, 
Ashton was asking me why. I was like, I only coach like 14-year-olds and up. She's like, why? I was like, because if they're talking while I'm trying to talk, I can tell them to run. You can do that with t-ball players too. You can do that with five or six. Yeah, but I don't like I don't like trying to connect with little kids. Fourteen year olds already kind of know what's going on, so I don't have to tell them a whole lot what to do. Those are the best ones. I even told the I even told the parents and and t-ball. I was like, these are my kids while they're out there. Don't don't coach them the bleachers and t-ball. I don't care. So like my buddy, my buddy would be like the head coach, and I would be the assistant coach. So he would like be yelling at them. During the first, you know, during the half while everything's going on out there, I would just kind of stand back and watch. Okay. And then when they come off the field, then I tell them how I really feel about what's going on. So <laughs> I'm more of just That's like critiquing man. from the sidelines. That's yeah. awesome. Well, at least you do that. I man. enjoy it. I enjoy that. That's good. So That's yeah, good. Yeah. This weekend, let's see here. I didn't even know. I didn't even watch college football at all because well, I really don't anymore during I the NASCAR season. Wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> Alabama lost, but we had our baby shower. Oh, yeah, I saw pictures of it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I kind of see why this is for uh, baby showers for women. Oh, you do? Because, I'm sorry I didn't come up Friday. Well, it's okay, man. I mean, <laughs> you had stuff going on in, at, at your home before you made it up here for nine weeks. But I could see, but to see, to my point again, I could see why women do this without the men. And I was there and I was glad I was for Caroline. And it was great to see all this stuff that we got. But in the circle, I was the only guy there. It's very awkward, isn't it? And I was just like, hey, you know, I mean, that's it, feminine side come out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it kind of did, I guess. You know, but it's awkward, isn't it? It is, but I mean, especially I, when you're I, opening the gifts. I wish there was something where guys could give each other baby stuff, like a, their own shower. No, like, no, it just, you just call that a get together. You don't need to give oh, baby like, stuff out. Just hang out, guys, hanging out. Oh, I don't know about you. Can just make up a name for it. Uh, we're gonna, let's be real. Would you think? Do you think a guy guys would have a party about a baby shower? Let's be real here. Well, I mean, if you brought me a, a a baby bag, like a backpack, one of those cool ones that had my daughter's name embroidered on it, and stuff like that, oh, I, I'd love it. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I don't know. I mean, this is my first time going through this. This is you guys are pros at this. Baby shower is a little awkward. I have the rookie you. stripes on. Heck, It'll I take have, you to get a tattoo. I should get a tattoo with your daughter. Yes. <laughs> That'll give me an excuse to get we another. We go package. together to get it because I've been wanting to get something with Emma. Yes, and Emma's six, and I still hadn't done it. So, okay, let's do it. Oh, let's all three do it. Yep, Preston, you got to. Okay, well, man, I'm glad everybody's here joining us. Whether you're on the Unhinged Sports Network or your regular podcast platform, thanks for showing up and tuning in to us this week. It's a lot of fun. We're going to be reviewing the Roval. Talking about Turkey, Formula One, and getting ready for, I believe it's Texas for the Cup Series. It is. Yeah, and uh, in the Xfinity F1, Series. F1 is two weeks from now in Texas as well. And oh, Skoda. Austin. Oh, we, we could do a compare and contrast that episode about Formula One versus NASCAR and Circuit of the Americas. I, I, I can, can, I can compare that. it right now. I don't now. think you can do that this year. I can compare it right because now. Because if it doesn't rain for them. No, it's a good point. I just I'll, I still I'll hold my thoughts until next year. Like I said, right. no. I still until uh, until NASCAR gets a dry race in on that track. I still think that track's too big for NASCAR, I, yeah. and I agree. I, I do. It's it's a huge track for them. But well, we're going to start off with Turkey, Preston's yeah, side what, of the house. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> so so, how do you enjoy the race at, for Turkey for the Formula One Grand Prix? I, mean, I, I liked it. I thought it was kind of a little bit business as usual. Almost. Yeah, it was. But you know, I, I was I, hoping that rain would have been more rain would have thrown in there. I mean, I know it rained that earlier that day, right? But um, well, I can something that was very interesting was Aston Martin decided. I don't know whose call that was at Aston Martin. Oh, with Sebastian Vettel, yeah, going on going slicks. on hey, like going on slicks. He gave it a shot and. 
Oh, did yeah, he, talk about a bat backfire. Well, it didn't work, but... I don't know who made that call, but if it wasn't him, somebody might be looking for a new job. Even I, I to, wouldn't have made a call to put slicks on at that point. Right. But other than that, it was business as usual. Uh, it, it was. It was nice to see Perez keep Hamilton behind him. Yeah, that was fun. And what was great about this was Botas won. Verstappen finished, I think, second. second. And Hamilton finished fifth. I Fourth. Fourth. Yeah. So, But what was great about this season so far is it seems like every weekend Verstappen and Hamilton switch spots. Yeah, I think the lead has changed at least three or four times as I think, far as I remember. I think it's switched since Monaco. Yeah. Before Monaco, just mm-hmm. back and forth. I, I'm loving it. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's been very interesting. It, it was, I mean, I, I feel bad for like people like Mick Schumacher who had a great qualifying result and then just in the back all day long. Well, that's the problem. Well, with I just Haas. figured that maybe that with the wet, it would maybe throw in a little bit of wrench plants here and there for some people. No, but I, I think that was status quo for Haas where they're at right now. I really enjoyed Red Bull's paint schemes. Yeah, the, the white that was that different. Was really cool. You know why they did that? Or was it, was, it? it was it was so this week past weekend was supposed to be the race in Japan. And they were paying tribute to Honda since Honda's leaving next year. Okay. So this was a tribute scheme to Honda. If you didn't see it, there was like that like Japanese writing on the side of the cars. No, I, I don't didn't. Know if you, didn't, you didn't see it, yeah. I so didn't notice it. This was originally supposed to be Jap- Japan's race. Oh. And so that's what they were doing it for. But since we're not going to Japan this year. Which is stupid. I really like the Japanese Grand Prix. Yeah. I'm, I think that a lot of fun stuff always happens there. Something I'm actually on that race in my Formula One season. Oh. I just qualified for it. What did you qualify in? I qualified third. Okay. Uh, Q1 was dry, and then Q2, uh, Q2 and Q3 were both wet. Okay. So I qualified third behind both Mercedes cars. Right. Of course. Uh, well, I, oh. but I, I think it was a good race in Turkey. See, yeah. Like you said, a status quo. It wasn't anything crazy, but the points. But it was, it was still nice to watch because you were kind of wondering if Verstappen was going to catch Botas because at some points it looked like he was, and then sometimes he wasn't. No, Botas was on the rail the whole day. Asked. Esteban Ocon went the entire race without changing tires. Yeah, bravo, but... Yeah, that was interesting. But it was... The strategies were interesting because a lot of teams were afraid to come in and put new intermediates on because they saw Daniel Ricciardo come in, put new enters on, and he was slower than Botas still, who's wearing his tires out and basically making a big line of slick in the middle of his enters. So it was really interesting to see some guys were like, ah, should we go the whole way? Carlos Sainz was like, I want to go the entire way. Or Charles Leclerc, excuse me. Yeah, but what about Lewis Hamilton's decision to pit? Because he didn't want to pit. He didn't want to pit. And I know they were going back and forth for a while about it. And then all of a sudden, why did I pit? Why did you guys make me pit? This was a bad call. He blaming the team. It's like, man, maybe the team saw something that Hamilton didn't and it changed over the course of time. Maybe so. I mean. But that's just the way Hamilton is. If stuff doesn't go his way, he blames the team. Oh, yeah. You know, I understand if he wants to blame the team and all that, but that's what the team is there for. You have a whole plethora of guys on the box that are watching everything else that's going on the track. Maybe they saw something that Lewis doesn't understand or see from his point of view. I mean, hey, it is what it is. That's why it's a team sport. Right. <laughs> that's why F1 is basically a team sport. Right. So, Did you watch the F1 race, Charlie? No. No. No, not at all. Okay. okay you didn't really miss too much. No, you didn't. It was status quo as it was. But yeah. talking about the Roval, we called it. All so, three of us, AJ Allman, all AJ Allmendinger. Yeah, so I got the there top is. five pulled up for F one standings real quick while while we were talking about okay it. top five in in points. Yes. Okay. So twenty twenty one standings because you were talking about Verstappen and Hamilton just keep going back and forth, back and forth as far as finishing. 
So Verstappen is currently sitting in first with 262 and a half points with seven wins and 12 podiums. Hamilton is sitting second with 256 and a half points with five wins and 11 podiums. It's going to go right down to it's, so yeah. He's the end. six points back. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Next race, Skoda. So flip. This is why I, I, Bo- I kind Botas of, is third, Norris is fourth, and Perez is fifth. Yeah, this is why I kind of wish that, like, and of course, neither I think one we of talked them. about it. I think Charlie had talked about it before right. about or anywhere fixing near. the points in Formula One. What if, like, first place only got ten points, and maybe tenth place got one? Do you know how much of a, you right. know how many changes right. we would well, have yeah, in I the feel standings? Like it should be. I feel like it should be more like the Cup Series points structure because because twenty five for first and eighteen for yeah, second. May, that's just way too much. Maybe not. Maybe not so much as course the way they got their playoff structure and stuff like that right but there's what 20 there's 20 drivers in the 20 field. drivers in the field first place gets 20 last place gets yeah. one do you know yeah. how close of a tight Man, a points battle that their, would be really in all reality be, they'd be split by maybe a point yeah yeah it'd be much closer i wish but, that formula it, would change but it's that. still pretty close given the fact it, that it is it is it's going back and forth every week well, it yeah it is like. but it would bring up a lot of those guys in the rear too because not, once, not once, that much. Once you would fit, once you finish what outside the top eight, there's no points. Ten or something ten. like that. But see, so well, I mean, even with Ricardo's win this year in Italy, he didn't really jump in the point standings. That I, I just I feel like maybe you should just give ten points for first place and then one point for tenth place. That's it. But it makes you, that makes the top ten a little bit closer for the guys that are always going to yeah, be in the top ten. Even if you keep the top ten, but then you because we know that Haas isn't going to be anywhere close to top ten. There's Williams not, half the time. Not anymore. No, not as long as they keep having guys wreck people to try and keep them out of races and stuff. Yeah. Mazepin yeah. probably does not belong there. <laughs> yeah. That's for I mean, another that's day. Just carry that's over an, to their F1 team. That's so. another discussion for another no, it, day. It is. It's just one of those things where we, we all wish Haas was going to be doing better, but they're, yeah. they're not. I heard that um, uh, Andretti. Uh, oh, I'm hearing these rumors too, Andretti. About. Michael Andretti taking a stake in uh, Alfa Romeo. Yeah, I heard about that. I keep too. hearing these rumors every single week now, which is kind of interesting. I think we're just gonna have to wait and see on that point. Yeah. I mean, rumors are rumors for that reason. It's because nothing's confirmed. But just give us like another week or so, maybe towards the end of the year, we'll get to see what's going I on. I mean, I don't know if that'll really make a whole lot of difference in that team in general. No, it probably won't. But you know, having a stake in Formula One as an Andretti can bring I mean, some maybe, money. Yeah, maybe it could. Maybe they can pull some money for more. I mean, I know that there's some kind of a a um, salary cap, not a salary cap, but like a team spending cap coming up next yeah, year. Yeah, it's coming up next year. With Botas moving to that team, too, I mean, it'd be nice to see that team kind of move up the grid a little bit. I mean, Giovinazzi's not that bad of a driver either. I'd rather see Haas move up the grid. I'd, well, I mean, I would I'd, like to see Haas and Williams move up the grid. Yeah, I mean, Williams is kind of making their way there. Well, somebody's going to have to stay in the back and be a bottom feeder. I mean, who who would that be then? I don't know because there's a lot of good teams in F1 now. I think if you're in Formula One, you're a great team. Regardless, regardless you, you, yeah, have, you have money to obviously start a Formula One team, but 
you know, even in NASCAR, you could have all Hendrick cars in there, but then there's going or Hendrick and Gibbs cars, but then somebody's yeah, going to have to somebody's going to have to finish. These guys first. have money to start a NASCAR team, but it doesn't mean they have money to run it. Right, it's but I'm the whole. The, well, the point I'm trying to make is, you could have Dale Junior on the track as well as Jeff Gordon in a one-two race, and somebody's going to finish first, and somebody's going to finish last. Somebody has to finish last. Yeah, that's kind of the point I was making. They're all good drivers. It's just I, I wish the teams maybe were a little bit. I mean, people were complaining on social media about how they were like, "Oh, Lewis Hamilton had, was the only one that had the pace the entire weekend," and some people were like, "Well, it's because you can drive in the rain," and some people were like, "It's because he's got just got a fast car." I'm like, yeah, well, I yeah. think it's because he's got a fast car. He's got a fast <laughs> car. We saw it last year with George Russell. Yeah, it's when, just the car's as fast when he jumped in the car and yeah. was dominating Bahrain, and he didn't win because of a botch pit stop. Um. Yeah, so, oh, side note really quick, though, um, with some of the practices over the weekend, they had cameras mounted right near the front wing, and it's really cool to see how the front wing flexes a lot in the corners. Oh, yeah. You can see the difference in it going down and then coming back up, and it's like, wow. Well, I've seen slow-mo video of it, and just a rear wing will shimmy in the front. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> yeah, that's you know, it looks a- like it's trying to fly away. It's it's really interesting. <laughs> but yeah, so just how strong those pieces are. Interesting. Uh, so now that you talk about starting a team and everything, did you see the announcement with Rayum Brothers? I did. Yeah, Josh Rayum's going cup racing. Yeah, with um, Jacques Villeneuve. Yeah, how cool is that? That's really cool, man. I mean, I, yeah, it's a part time team, but still. No, Josh Rayum has mainly a truck series owner but then he has ran a few xfinity races now going cup series racing very happy for that and, if, why, and why, if you want to listen to our interview with josh i think his episode like 14 will be a link in the podcast description do you think that him going in with um whoever those guys that team is i don't know what who the, the name of the guys are again i just know it's like hezeberg racing or something like that do you think them going in and getting jocks Villeneuve to drive you think that's because of how many road courses are on the schedule these days i think that has a thing to do with a it. Part in it i just thought of that just but now. who knows i mean i mean i've seen truck series teams do poorly and then cup series teams do great yeah but see but nowadays I, though it doesn't matter if you're a road course professional or not those, I, those days of bringing in a road course guy are oh yeah they're gone are out the window yeah you those, have guy, those days of bringing in Boris said uh, the said heads and uh uh who was it uh, ron was it ron fellow ron fellows ron fellows yeah, ron was fellows. Uh, yeah. Yeah, those days are gone. So, all, all your cup guys f- just finally caught up with it. So, whether there's a bunch of road courses in the schedule or not, you, you're still going to have to bring your A game that race. Yeah. You, I mean, every race, really. Yeah. Especially if you're a playoff contention. As we saw this past weekend at the Roval. Folks, I wanted to take a quick moment here to tell everybody about Ramblin' About Racing's news store at Bonfire, where you could get your latest Ramblin' About Racing gear, such as t-shirts, hoodies, hats, and beanies. So everyone, whether you're at your local short track or at the track there for a NASCAR event, IndyCar, Formula One, that you are an avid listener of Ramblin' About Racing. Don't worry, we still have a store over there at Teespring under the stores tab at ramblingaboutracing.com where you can find your throwback in the marbles gear and new Rambling About Racing gear as well. But now you have other options that you can go to. And from now till the end of October, if you use discount code FALL21, you'll get 10% off whether it's at Teespring or at Bonfire. Links that will be in the podcast description. Go check out the store. 
Everything helps out rambling about racing. And heck, you look good in it as well. Go check them out. We called it on the show. Each of us said AJ Allmendinger was going to win in the Xfinity series. Yep. He did. Really an unremarkable race, if you ask me, for the Xfinity series. AJ Allmendinger. Yeah, it wasn't winning. a lot of, what, really wasn't a lot to that race. No, it wasn't. It was just a status quo race, kind of yeah. like your Formula One race. But then we get to Sunday. What an interesting race. And I think the big topic on everybody's head right now, and no matter whether you're doing a podcast about racing or talking about it on social media, Kevin Harvick. Chase Elliott. We're going to go back to whose team are you on, Team Harvick or Team Elliott. I'm going to start with Preston. Here. I don't really because remember last... what happened at Bristol, though. Okay, so Bristol. Here's what happened at Bristol. Charlie, I'll say it because you'll, you'll say it weird in order to paint a different line and a different I, picture. I would not. You would. <laughs> you put me, you paint me now to be a biased person. You I are am a, not bi- a biased person. <laughs> okay. So here's what happened. Just because I don't like Bubba Wallace does not mean I'm a biased person. No, we, Bubba Wallace has nothing to do with this now. <laughs> you just had to bring Bubba Wallace back up into this. Because that's what you're going to lean on. No, I wasn't. He's talking about Bristol. Yeah, I was talking about Bristol. Not Talladega, not anything because else. Because you literally said, I'm going to bring this up because you're going to paint a different picture. Yeah, because you're a Chase Elliott fan. That doesn't mean I would have painted a different picture. Okay, here's what happened, Preston. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They were racing hard at Bristol, maybe about, what, 30 to go, give or take. Maybe a little more. Maybe a little more than that, approximately 30 laps to go. Elliott was in the lead. Harvick was catching him. They caught lap traffic. Harvick washed up the track and hit Elliott, cutting down a left front tire. On Elliott's car? On Elliott's car. Elliott pitted. Left front and left rear. Pretty much left side tires. So he sandwiched them into the wall. No, he didn't really sandwich him. He just, boom. Well, I mean, he got pinned in between Harvick and the wall. That Did one, he hit the wall? I don't recall him hitting the wall. Yeah, he hit the wall. Okay, okay he, then he hit the wall. He hit the wall then. So he got sandwiched. Harvick washed up the track. Chase Elliott pits, puts on four tires, and comes back out conveniently in front of the leader, who is now Kevin Harvick. Yes. This is Bristol again. Yeah. And starts holding him up. <laughs> Chase Elliott even came on the radio and said, where is he? I'm going to hold him up. I'm going to help out Kyle Larson. He held him up. Oh, okay. I like now, I like where this is going. Now, this is creating drama, and I love it. I was there at the race, and I knew what was happening without even listening to Elliot Spotter. Right. It's like, okay, I know exactly what's happening because it was Harvick and Larson running 1-2. Mm-hmm. He held up Harvick just enough because I've seen four tires just blow by everybody. He could have gotten up and went just like Kyle Busch did during that race. He didn't. He held up Harvick to the point where Larson carved Harvick, passed Harvick, and won the race. Kyle Larson did. Mm-hmm. After the race, Harvick confronted Elliott and was pretty much, that was messed up. You shouldn't have done that. That's uncouth. Well, then why didn't he just wreck right, him to so, begin with? So now, okay. let's go back to <laughs> I mean, Harvick. Like, now let's go back to Harvick washing up the track. Rear end never got loose in Harvick's car. No, end, nothing. His front end won the turn. Harvick ran him up the track. He got he pushed up the track. You could clearly tell he pushed up the track. 100%. Absolutely not. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Harvick pushed up the track and hit Elliott. Right, so if that's the case, then Harvick turned around and did it to Matty D the very next weekend at Vegas. Oh, yeah, I, know, yeah, I didn't yeah. watch Vegas. I, so okay, turn around and did it to Matty D <laughs> the very next weekend. 
But except this time, it hurt Harvick's car more than it did Matty D's. And from what every, from what all the announcers have said and everything, NASCAR called Harvick and Elliott both into yep. the holler before the Vegas race, saying, "Look, this needs to get put behind y'all." Yada yada yada. We don't need none of this carrying over into the race. And every, and I'm not saying that Elliot <laughs> did. I'm not saying that Elliot did put it behind him. But for, from what, like Jeff Burton and all of them has said, that Elliot had put it behind him. What you know, what's done is done. And then he got dumped. And I, I don't care what you say. That was a dump in a heartbeat. Yeah. yeah fast forward to the Roval. You watched the Roval. Yeah, right? I saw the crash. Okay, he got dumped. So Harvick in car camera. Harvick throttled up. And just he throttled up on exit out. He throttled up on exit out. Elliot didn't get up going. Bump. There was no exit out. It was in the middle of the corner. Yeah. It was the apex. I mean, it was yeah, it was I mean, a short was corner, no, but I mean exit out. He was in the he apex. Laid the bumper to him. Okay, so I don't, I don't know. It's it hard. It's hard to judge because Elliot a, was <laughs> did it in a spot where he knew Elliot would wind up hitting a wall. I think right maybe there. he was probably just trying to do it to let him know he was there. And but I, I mean, tell I, you, but I have, tell you, but Harvick's interview after the race said everything. With I didn't a get to see that one smirk on his face. Okay, and everything. okay, so yes. I mean, this is this creates a lot of controversy. I mean, yeah, well, it's nice to have this something this going back and forth. It, it is in the sport. It's I nice mean, actually seeing this. For some reason, it always involves Chase Elliott. It yes, kind of does. does. It, it kind of does, does because does there was there was a time with Denny Hamlin that one Hamlin time. Hamlin and Hamlin and Elliott. It seems like if Lewis Hamilton's the golden child for Formula One, Chase Elliott's the golden child for NASCAR. Bubba Wallace is the golden no, child for Chase um, Elliott is the golden child for NASCAR. You you're so full of crap. No, the you golden, can't. NASCAR has catered Wait, hang to on. Bubba Wallace. The golden child in what kind of terms though? To where if you do anything wrong to Chase Elliott or race him hard, Whatever. and you you just. You you catch crap for it. You catch flack for it. I could. I honestly could see that. You could see I could that. See that. Could see I that. could see that. <laughs> no way, I can. Man. I can Again. see that. I really can. Again, you're biased because you're a Chase Elliott. I'm fan. not trying to be biased at all, <laughs> but I just do not see it where y'all are where y'all are coming from at I, all. I could see it. I could see that 100. percent Because okay, like no. it's 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 almost like when, if anything happens to him, everybody's behind him. That's all it is. That's basically what it comes down right. to. Right. If if anybody else would have been in the situation or in the position where Chase Elliott was against because everybody's behind him, who, who fan base? But what if it was Matt at the Benedetto yeah, versus fan base. what if Matt? That's because ben- he's that's because he is the most popular driver right now. Golden child. It doesn't make him the golden child. Yeah, Dale Junior was the golden child for fifteen years in NASCAR. Yeah, Dale he kind of was never, too. He kind of was fine, too. But Dale Junior never got in any altercations like this. Yeah, Junior he was. He didn't have people purposely dumping him in the middle of the race. Kyle Bush. Well, Kyle Bush did that <laughs> one time. But yeah, Junior was pretty good about keeping to himself most of the time. I don't think he really he wanted was. to get into any of that. He never really got into anything. Nah, he didn't really. Well, but, I don't think he really gave anybody call, a reason to. Chase did call a shot as far as this ain't the first time Harvick's done it. And then Harvick turned kinda, right around the next week and got into I was kind of curious to see what would have happened if Chase Elliott really got to him. But I think Harvick was, saw him in the rear view mirror. Yeah. And then and, he kind of missed that first but turn. See, yeah. And I don't care what Harvick says, you know, he got a little, he got a little antsy. He was curious, but here's what I didn't like about that. After Chase Elliott hit the wall, he tried to come down on Harvick and well, it affected Cole Custard. I seen a thing earlier. I could even try to come chance. down on Kevin Harvick because Harvick already passed him at that point. I seen Harvick the thing, was gone. Yeah, I seen a thing earlier though. They were talking about Elliot maybe losing some points and stuff because of some radio chatter. 
Oh, because he said he was going to get him back for it, which well, I mean. No, Alan Gustafson said, if you wreck Harvick, that locks us into the playoffs. Oh, yeah, they did say that. I do remember hearing that, too. And that was, I think, you know, and, and Chase, said, Chase is bad about that because he did the same thing at, at Bristol, and I don't know why no penalty came up from Bristol, but he did say, I'm going to help Larson, which is pretty much saying I'm going to block and slow down Harvick and let Larson win. Yeah, there's... I mean, there's, but see, there's no standard in NASCAR for saying I something on NASCAR the radio. I think stay off the freaking radios, to be honest with you. No. There's no point in monitoring it. But then what's the point of us listening to it as well as fans? You can listen to it. That's that's a fan thing. Right, it is. But, but NASCAR monitoring it and then throwing out penalties because of this he said, she said stuff? Well, yeah, as it of yeah, because yeah, yeah, that's right. Because if you look at Formula One, those teams all day long talk about how they try to hold people up too, and they don't get a penalty for anything. Because like he that. said, she said, but then nothing comes of it. But I mean, you can talk about it all day long about holding people up. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash teamready. That's allowed. But it's another thing in actually going through with the action, I take it. Well, I mean, Formula One, they hold people up, too. Oh, like yeah. That. Oh, yeah. Hold. Even if they don't actually come out and say, hey, we're going to hold this guy up. You know that Sergio Perez <clears throat> was probably being told, hey, Lewis is behind you, so let's try and kind of hold him up a little bit here. Yeah. Give a buffer between you or Verstappen and yeah. Hamilton if you we can. We need you to keep him behind you. Yeah. We need you to take away his line and do something. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, that's strategy. The, but, the, the, but, on the the same, but on the same point. They were racing for position, and at Bristol, Elliott was laps down. Okay, yeah, that's true, because if you try and hold somebody up in Formula 1 and you're lap down, you're going to get a penalty for that, honestly. Elliott should have gotten the penalty at Darlington, at uh, Bristol, I'm sorry, for that. I mean, I guess, I mean right? I mean, I'm not saying... Would he, now, let's, wait, let's put it this way. Would he, you think it would, he would have gotten a penalty then if he were to able if he were able to repay the favor back to Harvick if he would have actually been able to... I think yeah, if he stayed him. off the radio, he would have. He would have. It would have been. He didn't call a shot type thing. But I'm now. I'm not here saying Harvick isn't without sin in this whole thing. Okay, he is an aggressive driver. He did put the bumper to Elliott, and karma bit him. There's a place to move somebody in the middle of the turn. Ain't to do it. Ain't the place to do it. And well, that's then, exactly where Harvick. Well, did. then where the heck do you do it? Either in or out. He was heading out of the turn. No, he wasn't. Oh yeah, I was. <laughs> I mean that's a short that's a short turn. So I mean technically you could say he was. I mean they're all, it's all consecutive left handers there. It's just it was just a almost like a kink, like a dog leg almost. Yeah, it was like that's just a one eighty degree turn. Yeah, I, I, I. It'd be it, it would be a lot harder to argue it if it wasn't for Harvick's interview after the race. 
well, yeah, I didn't get to see his interview well, after the race. And I, I forget who interviewed him. I think it was uh, Marty. It was when he came out. Of I think it was Marty Snyder. Or like that. And they asked what happened. He said he just. And he kind of had a Logano, a Joey Logano, crappy and grin yep. on his face. What, what he pretty the interview pretty much saying it ain't over. The the interviewer asked, "Is it over between you two? And he just and he just gave this grin and like a ah, like a okay. We'll see. Because here's the thing, Harvick has nothing to, or yeah, Harvick has Harvick nothing, has to, nothing lose. to lose. Well, yeah, you no. won't see Chase do anything because Chase is on to the next round. Yeah, right. Chase has everything to lose now. He does. It's a new. It's a new. Isn't it, it a new? It's a new round. Yeah. We got we got Texas, Kansas, and Martinsville. I can see. I can see something happen at Martinsville. Yeah, I can see Martinsville. Unless if Chase has not won a race by Martinsville, Harvick could do something at Martinsville. I see Martinsville happening because at Martinsville, it's kind of hard to say whether or not that's an actual. Except if you're Kevin Harvick last year and just blatantly taken out. Now, now see what. Now, here's my thing because he took out Kyle Busch last year, blatantly trying to get that final uh, playoff spot. What's the deal with Harvick? Is it frustration from not winning any? Is it because by this time last year he had nine wins, he was dominating. We yeah, all was. thought we all thought Kevin Harvick was going to be hoisting the championship, and if he didn't, something went wrong everywhere. Sounds like Kyle Larson this year. Yeah, I mean, Kyle Larson was on the cusp of yeah he was not making it, but so was Chase Elliott. But is it a frustration thing that's now boiling over, or it is it be. or is it an entitlement? Hey, I'm the veteran since 2001. No, I think it's just frustration. I don't think I don't think it he's going to play that veteran card. Might just be a mixture of the both. It might be, very much so, because if you were in that position, Charlie, as a driver, why don't you just say, "Oh, I got plenty of retaliation. I need to do." Yeah, we'll take the '94 car. Who? Yep. What? His name's Jeff or something? Jason. 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 He, trust me. He, Jason straight up dumped I'll, you. I'll call it now. He's got it coming. <laughs> I hope he listens to this podcast. <laughs> Particularly this episode. Yeah, just just this one. If he just listens to this one, that's fine. But yeah, I mean, Charlie got blatant. I'll straight up tear the brand new front end up that we got putting going. He on. got straight up dumped last race. His last race of the season got straight up dumped by the ninety four. They just put him to the tail end of the field. My teammate might do it for me this coming weekend. But is it a is it a um, is it a driver thing or is it a the officials not doing their job. Is it NASCAR in this case? Both not doing their job and policing their sport. Yeah, I think a agree few with years, Charlie, it might a few, be both. Wait, because uh, here's the catch twenty two on this. A few years ago, they said we're going to take the let them do their thing. Oh, they always have well, at it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit of both because you know even even at our track, you know it's a green flag racing. We're not going to do anything about it as long as it's under green flag. See where they got me before was. Oh, the I, whole change my tires thing? I, I went back out there under caution and just tore one up. <clears throat> so I, I missed the whole boys have at it thing. Yeah. So, and plus, the, my other one was at, at the end of the race. Boys have at it's great unless your driver's on the receiving end of that, unless your driver's to chase Elliott. Yeah. If your driver's – but then on the flip side, Karma bit Harvick. Bit him hard. It bit him hard. Like hard into the wall hard. Yeah, missed the tires. Yeah, just hit the straight wall. Just hit the straight wall, <laughs> and I heard the cheers. It was like, "Ooh, man, I can't believe that just happened." I'm not going to be able to sit here and say that Harvick is without sin or Elliott's without sin. I think they're both in the wrong. They're both just pathfinding back and forth of, about this, and of course, people like Rick Hendrick are came, coming on media outlets and saying that this is ridiculous. This has got to stop. 
Oh, he doesn't want his cars torn up. Fair yeah, enough. I understand. Yeah, completely it, it, fair enough. It comes enough. down but, to but, you got hundreds of thousands tied up in but, a car. But I don't see Gene Haas saying anything. I don't see Tony Stewart saying anything. Yeah, because Tony Stewart's all, probably all about that. He probably he's yeah, probably he's, loving. He's probably eating all of this up right oh, now. Yeah. He's probably yeah, heck yeah, keep doing it because that's how Tony Stewart operates. I think right. Tony Stewart's like kind of as a fan perspective, aside from well, the same money time, being Hendrick's torn up. And Stuart Haas ain't. Yeah, right. at, at the from a fan perspective, if you put money aside in race cars, this is great. This is great because this is what, this to, is the kind of um, publicity by NASCAR by need. Right. If you have no dog in this fight, if you're not a Hill Elliott or Harvick fan, you're loving this. Yeah, absolutely. As you long would. as it doesn't affect my driver, I don't care. Have at it. Well, it's just in general that the sport of NASCAR probably needs something like this. It's yeah, just something it that you need. To bring people back in, I guess, if people have backed off. But because the yeah. last, I guess, quote, rivalry that NASCAR had was Logano and Kenseth. Oh, yeah. Which when is he took very him out similar of to what we got now. Yeah. Exactly. When he, I think Kenseth took Logano out at Martinsville. Logano yeah. took but Kenseth Le- out at Texas. Yeah. Kansas. Kansas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Kenseth took him out of the playoffs, and Kansas saved his one round to... Yeah, Martinsville and, and repaid the favor and, yeah. and cost Logano going to the Final Four. So my my question is here, I mean, both of them had one of those things where one didn't finish the race well and then, well, actually, and one didn't. So Harvick didn't finish well at the Roval, but finished well at Bristol. Elliott didn't finish well at Bristol, finished decently at the Roval. I would say decent. Are we going to see something else this round or is it over? It's not over. I don't think it's over. No, it's not, not over. over. Absolutely not. It's not I over. I absolutely don't think it's over. Now, no. will it happen at Texas? Probably not. No. Kansas? It's. I would more than likely say Bristol. It just depends. You I mean, Martin, I'm Martin, Martinsville, Martin, excuse me. It's okay. It just depends on how where Chase Elliott is standing at the moment. Yeah, where, when, wherever he's at in points when we get there. He, he, or, or let's just play this scenario out just for... Because Harvick is probably going to be looking to make sure he doesn't make the next round. And if he doesn't win the next two races and then it gets to Martinsville, Harvick's probably going to be like, oh, I can really make sure that he's not going to make it. Or let's say this. Elliot goes out this week and wins at Texas. Great. Wrecks him, in at, Wrecks him at Phoenix. Oh boy! I, okay, so it, let's just let me, I'll if just say this: case, if that's the case, then that's that's honestly where NASCAR needs to step in. NASCAR needs to step in way before that. Then I'll say this: I think Harvick is going to try and do something at Texas, but he won't make it well known. He's going to race him and probably try and he'll make sure that he doesn't win. Wash up the track and He's, cut a tire. He'll make sure he'll race him. Well, but as far as an actual, you know, it's coming. That might be Martinsville. Yeah, who knows when it where just it's depends coming. on where Chase Elliott is, or it could be nowhere, or or it could not. Harvick's be. little smirk could just be a WWF thing, just playing to the crowd. It could be. I think it's WWE now. Okay, whatever. You know what I mean. Whatever. Like, that's the AEW. Bottom. That's the bottom. You want to say AEW? They're, they're, that's better, uh, much better. Uh, no, no, there you go, buddy. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, it's going to be interesting to see these. Um, what we got? We only have four, a month left of racing, as far as NASCAR, right? Which isn't long. I think it's been a fun playoff so far. Round of eight: Texas, Kansas. It's been interesting for sure. And Martinsville. I still don't agree with Texas and Kansas being in the same. Well, it's done. It's done. And yeah, next year maybe. I think next year's different, right? So let me ask you, So aside from all this other stuff, we'll say on the Roval thing, but um, I think it was the Xfinity race. I don't remember who it was, but um, 
Somebody missed the entrance to the chicane and went over those. Oh, yeah. I saw that. It and went over those abs- speed bumps again? Absolutely destroyed Demolished the car. If NASCAR didn't learn anything from Indy, it's that they, they should have learned that, hey, those little airborne ramps are Don't a bad work. idea. Well, here's the thing. It, it doesn't deter people NASCAR, from driving no, over there. NASCAR needs it just to destroys take them car. out. It just destroys There's race a, cars. That, they did take them out before Sunday. Let me let me put it this way: NASCAR needs to figure out the whole road course situation because it's not just that; it's that the cars think that they can just run off anywhere they want, and that's not how road course racing works. NASCAR; those cars are driving wide everywhere. Right. There should be a track. There should be a track limit to it. Okay, they really should. They should. I agree with you. I remember this. I think the rules are all messed up. It's like what what really annoys me about all this is. It's the rules, but like what I watched on Sunday when William Byron got messed up going into the chicane and they said that he needed to just stop and then go. There shouldn't be a stop and go. Yeah, there should. He should no, he shouldn't. He doesn't need to stop. He's already lost that many positions. Why is NASCAR penalizing people like that to the point where they have to stop and lose all of those positions because he got a little squirrely and missed the chicane, the entrance? Why does he have to stop? Well, if he doesn't stop right there, he's just going to bypass everybody, though. No, he's not. He slowed down. I'm saying he. if he slows down, that's one thing, but NASCAR is telling him he's got to stop. Right. He's going to lose all those positions. He's already lost enough positions by slowing down. I think that's... Should, that should be enough. If you've bypassed the chicane at some point, you should give so many said so positions back. You don't have to stop because that just screws your whole race up. If that's the right. case, you're going to screw people's races up there, then screw people's races up somewhere else where there should be track limits because I'm getting tired of NASCAR cutting through different areas of the track that really aren't supposed to be cut. Okay. That's just the way I see it. NASCAR needs to fix their road course racing. In general, okay, fair with the rules, but that's just one thing I saw that really bugged me was the fact that his spotters, crew chief, told him you got to stop, 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 but he never stopped. And of course, the commentators make a big deal of it. Oh well, he didn't stop. Well, that's great, he didn't stop, but he slowed down and lost enough positions as it is. I see your point. I see where you're going with that. But yeah, I I don't know. That's just me. I I just I think NASCAR. So pretty much, instead of stopping, instead of stopping, do a kind of like a place penalty, like a, a, a. or time, yeah, you should or have time you, yeah, you maybe a do time a, penalty or something. You know, yeah. You, I don't. I think NASCAR. I, I guess I think, it'd be harder to do a time penalty in NASCAR. I think maybe, NASCAR but, is a little too. Uh, time penalties are too advanced because there's a lot of people on the track. I think that's what right, it comes yeah. down to. So or, maybe or, do a place penalty. Like yeah, maybe where or, you merge back in is three spots further back. And, and let's just put it this way: NASCAR needs to do a judgment call. Then I think they can't because there's too many people on the track at one time. But NASCAR should do a judgment call right then and there, and they should look at it and say, oh, he gave up that many positions. He's fine then. It's not a big deal. But I think NASCAR put this stop-and-go thing in there because they can't police everything at one time because they probably don't have enough people to do that. Or or to your point, there is a lot of competitors on the track Because it once. is a difference between Formula 1 and NASCAR. Well, 20 why, cars on the track and almost 40 cars on the track. Well, that's why track. you can't have the same rules in Formula 1 as you do in NASCAR. Well, I'm not saying Formula 1 gets spread out. Oh, pretty good too. Yeah, I'm oh, not yeah. saying there needs to be the same rules, but NASCAR needs to figure out this whole road course thing because it feels like two, you know, we're they're trying to add more road courses in, and they're still learning as we go. I mean, I feel like they should have learned at this point. They should have just kept it to three. Sonoma, they should have Walkins, kept, Glenn, yeah, and, absolutely. It and should the be, Roval. Yeah, nah. it should be those three. Yeah, I don't like any road courses. If I could help it, there'd be just two road courses. It'd probably be Walkins, Glenn. Stick and, my statement that road course race has been better than the majority of the. Okay. I mean, that's fair. Well, yeah. Some fans love it. Some fans don't care for it. And you, Preston, are just going to 
say it's not Formula One. <laughs> no, I just I think that NASCAR. It just there should just be the certain, rules. The rules. There needs yeah. to be some rules. There should be certain tracks that NASCAR should run at. Like I said, Circuit of the Americas. Even in dry conditions, watching practice, it was like watching slow motion. I'm like, this makes no sense on a track this big. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. No, you're right. That's just me. I just feel like NASCAR should stick to certain tracks that maybe stock cars could race at. Right. Not a Formula One track. Okay. So that's just, but like I said, yeah, the rules thing too. There should be some rules I in there. They should go to we, Birmingham. There's a road course track. <laughs> yeah, there is Birmingham. a road course indie races there. There you go. That'd be fun. How so. big is it? I don't let know. Me, let me look that up. But yeah, that 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 was the one thing that bugged me was that whole the you know that they removed those. What are they? The the turtle strips or whatever they call them, not the speed bumps or whatever. Yeah, they the are. Speed I don't bumps. know. It's yeah, I, I don't understand how NASCAR hasn't figured that one out yet. It's just somebody brought it up. They're like, if you're gonna make NASCAR race at road courses, then they then they should figure out a way to make the cars to where they're not gonna be able to get torn up on things like that. Mm-hmm. But you can't. You really can't. Barber Motorsports Park. That's it, yeah. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about now. I think I've remember seeing that one. But yeah, they sh- NASCAR should just eliminate those things altogether. And if you bypass anything where those were before, then there should be some kind of penalty. You should drop okay. some places. Give those places back. Right. If you don't want to lose all your momentum, then give so many places back that you cut through. Right. But I don't know if NASCAR has the staffing to police that. I really don't know. It sounds like they don't, really, honestly. Well, then it's a ball and strike thing because if you look back at the Indianapolis road course where Briscoe got pushed down there, did he really gain an advantage or was he forced down there? Well, see, that's that, that again, it comes right. into play. I don't think there's enough people to really even look at that. Because like I said, there's a difference between Formula One, Formula One having 20 cars on the track to NASCAR having, you know, 37, 38, 39, maybe 40 cars on the track. Yeah. Are you able to keep up with everything that's happening on the track at one time? No. We're no, not. not so. Really. That's why. So I guess maybe that would make sense as to why NASCAR is still kind of in more of a learning curve with road courses. Right. But so the Barber Motorsports Park is a 17-turn, 2.38-mile. See, there you go, 2.38 so miles. I think that was would would be – I think that would be fun to watch in NASCAR. Yeah. I why think not? that's about the right distance. What's yeah. Watkins Glen? About 2.4, 2.5, 2. 2.6, something like that. Because yeah, Sonoma's like – I thought Sonoma was like 3. Somewhere around that. I don't know the exact track lengths yeah. offhand. But, yeah, those are – I mean, like a Watkins Glen is a good road course because you have your – so many turns in it, but it's a lot of high-speed stuff at the same time. Right. And Sonoma's kind of yeah. – I think like that's that. interesting to see. And I, I would be okay with keeping the Roval in there. Yeah. But, you know, hey, what do I know? I'm just a fan. Yeah, you're just an enthusiastic amateur. Yeah, I'm just an enthusiastic amateur. But that sounds about all we have time for this week. I know we're cutting it kind of short, but we still have to get to our final thoughts. Driver of the Week this week in NASCAR in the Marbles 2.0 standings. Uh, anything else from the Roval or Turkey? Preston, we'll start with you. I don't think so. I think I brought everything up that I needed to bring up, honestly. Okay. What about you, Charlie? No, I'm I'm good. You know, didn't care too much for the Xfinity race. Thought the cup race was a whole lot better this week. Yeah, the cup race was really, I think, the race of the week. Yeah, probably. For, for everybody, just because of the drama between Elliott and Harvick. We'll see just what happens. racing in general. Yeah, the racing was good all around, too. It was good racing. Good all around. We've seen drivers up there like Busher and Reddick that we don't see up there often. Larson getting it done again. Oh, yeah. So what was the deal with uh, Reddick and William Byron? Because Byron so, looked very upset about yeah, something. Yeah, Byron... Yeah. 
Early, he got, like, he got shoved. Yeah, Georgie got a little nudge into the. Was that going back into the straight, chicane? Yeah, yeah back into the back chicane. into the bus stop back there, and it was in Reddick owned up. He's like, "Hey, I messed up," but I can see William Byron's issue with that as well with Reddick is because he was in a must win situation. He had a very strong car. It got bumped there, and that's what really started to topple down the hill for him. Uh, it's unfortunate. Racing I, is racing. Racing's racing, but then hey, Harvick and Elliott, it's just racing. Yeah, but yeah. When I saw that whole thing with Reddick and he was owning up to it, I would have been like, hey, man, you know, just because I'm not in the playoffs don't mean that I got to go easy on you either. No, I want to yeah. win too. Good point, man. I like that. So, we should we should tag Reddick in that and, and tell yeah, him that. But uh, When I saw that, I was like, dude, I mean, just because you – that's great you own up to it all, but, I mean, at the same time, yeah, just for win you, too. Just because you have a yellow stripe on yeah, your windshield doesn't absolutely. mean you're immune to me racing you. Yeah. I don't get out of your way. No, I'll agree with that. Yeah, that's a great yeah. point, Preston. I like that. Awesome job. Um, awesome point. Char- uh, Charlie, you good? Yeah, I'm good. All right, we'll get into our final thoughts this week in NASCAR and our driver of the week after this short break. Before we wrap up today's show, I wanted to remind everyone out there about our partnership with Fanatics. Fanatics is a proud partner of the Unhinged Sports Network, which we here at Ramblin' About Racing are a proud affiliate of. So if you head over to ramblinaboutracing.com under our sponsors tab, there at the bottom, you'll see a link to Fanatics. It'll take you right to the NASCAR page where you can get all your latest and greatest driver gear, such as T-shirts, hoodies, diecast, and much more. But it doesn't just stop. have to stop there. If you like Alabama Crimson Tide football, buy Alabama Crimson Tide football from there. If you like Washington Capitals, Washington Capitals has all their stores there as well. So head over to ramblingaboutracing.com under the Sponsor tab. Link is there at the bottom for Fanatics. All purchases will help out the Unhinged Sports Network bring you better content and more content for the future. Go check them out. White flag, white flag, white flag. One lap to go, one lap right here. Final thoughts here on today's show. It's kind of a short one, but uh, it's okay. I think we would have just been beating the dead horse if I we think would have we kept got a, going on it. A lot in, but we did. We got a lot in. A lot of good stuff. Let us know what you think using what you think hashtag what you think ITM on all social media platforms. Before we get into our final th- thoughts, uh, Charlie has a uh, something he'd like to say. Yeah. Uh, so Amber Slagle, I finally got your hero cards in. So okay, shout out. To you for sending those to us to put into the studio here. So yeah, appreciate uh, that. Appreciate that a whole lot. You missed a fun interview with that one, Preston. Ah, yes. That was a really yeah, that, fun. That interview. was a uh, great interview. And I got to meet her at Darlington. Yeah, yeah. I remember you saying that she was just working like she put out there on her show, just hauling tires back and forth. It's great stuff. So thanks, Amber. We'll make sure to put those up in the studio. Really do appreciate that. And now our driver of the week this week in NASCAR. Who wants to go first? Preston. Ah, uh, yes, me. Okay, yeah. that's good. Preston's going to go, go first. first. <laughs> Preston's going first. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, uh, driver of the week this week, former Finnish Formula One racing world champion Mika Hakkinen. Hakkinen, Hakkinen, Hakkinen. I know you said Hakkinen for some reason, Matt. It's Mika Hakkinen. Well, it's Hakkinen. I've heard Hakkinen. Whatever. It's not Mika Heineken. No, I didn't say Heineken. Did you hear me say Heineken? And Charlie, and Charlie bucked up. <laughs> Charlie was wondering where the Heineken is. Yeah. <laughs> you just make it sound like a beer. No, Heineken. No, you make it no, sound. No, I did oh, not. Okay. Heineken's a Finnish beer, isn't it? No, it's a German beer. Yeah. Same thing. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not really. Same continent. I'm just kidding. Oh, boy. Our Finnish and German audiences are going to be tweeting in now. Oh, yeah. Like, you want to know what I think? Oh. Yeah. You must fire him now. <laughs> <laughs> fire that guy. Get them out of here. Get them out of here. <laughs> Stupid American. <laughs> Stupid American. <laughs> okay, continue. Bro. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Mika Hakkinen, born the 28th of September of 1968, nicknamed the Flying Finn, a former world champion in the world of Formula One in 1998 and 1999, driving for McLaren. One of three Formula One drivers from Finland to win the world championship and is the only Finnish driver to win it more than once. Currently working in driver management and is a brand ambassador for various companies. Active years in Formula One, 1991 to 2001, where he raced for both Lotus and McLaren during that time. 165 entries, two championships, like I said. 20 wins, 51 podiums, total amount of career points, 420. 26 pole positions. Mika Hakkinen. If I say that correctly, Mika Hakkinen. That, that's the way I've always heard week. it. I heard, I've heard Hakkinen before. Okay, I've, that's weird. Hike. Yeah, that sounds like Mika hike hiking a football. Mika's hiking a football, man. I think in the Schumacher documentary, his name was said different ways before. They were wrong. Well, I don't know. Those are you Finnish? <laughs> okay, yeah, I apologize, Charlie. <laughs> I don't uh, think you got no. that. Are you finished? Oh, finished. You don't know how to say <laughs> Got it. That went over my head there. It's like, yes, Charlie, we're done. <laughs> Got us. But, uh, Charlie, in the Marvels 2.0 standings. All right, so the overall league standings as it sits for the end of Marvels 2.0, Matt Camper is still our leader at 5,926 points. SMR R&D, 5,912. And then it, it's really and truly just up to those two at this point. Because yeah. sitting right. third at S Blades is five thousand six hundred and twenty-five, so three hundred points back. So at this point, it, he's mathematically out of it. That sounds like it. a Verstappen um, and Hamilton battle. Yeah. yeah. Really uh, so sitting fourth is SMR Operations with fifty-five thirteen. Thank you. Fifth is Ogbeam twenty-two. <laughs> Fifty three eighty one, and then six is myself, Chuck eight three eight four at fifty three seventy eight, just three points back from fifth place. So I oh can boy. still, I can oh still salvage, yeah. I can still salvage <laughs> top five finish after missing the Daytona five hundred race. So oh no, uh, oh no. So seventh is smoking Woody with fifty three oh eight. And then pretty much everybody else is... He's not in the playoffs. Yeah, 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 everybody's... Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they did not make the playoff So uh, basically, bracket. there's a lot of time still left for Charlie to catch you. Oh, yeah. Technically. <laughs> one bad race. Yeah, one, one bad race. Uh, <laughs> That's all it so takes, man. I really, really hate that I missed the Daytona 500. I, guess I hope you've been... So. Uh, sporadically using your entries correctly. Yeah, I have been. Don't yeah, worry. I didn't use any playoff drivers week before last. Oh, well, maybe that's Gallo, you might want to so. watch out. <laughs> no, no, man, I, I went with so. like no playoff drivers for Talladega. That was yeah, my thing. I didn't either. I didn't want to use playoffs. I didn't use any playoff drivers at Talladega. Watch out, Matt. I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So. That should be a lot of fun. Okay. So <laughs> this week in NASCAR, October 10th, 1954, oh, the no. recently completed Memphis, Arkansas Speedway opens to a crowd of 12,000. Buck Baker wins the 250-miler on the huge half-mile high-banked dirt track. 
That was this week in NASCAR, October 10th, 1954. Did I say 59 at first? No, you said 54. Okay, good. I was just making sure of that. So this week in NASCAR, everything's done. Gentlemen, anything else before we wrap it up here on this? Not as much fun as last week's episode, but still a fun episode. Well, it's always fun when everybody's here. Yeah, it's fun when everybody's in the studio. I wish Charlie moved here. We need to convince Charlie to move here. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think it's happening, but <laughs> oh well. But uh, we're going to start off with you, Preston. Anything else? Nope, nothing else. All right, well, thanks for showing up this week, man. Really do appreciate it. Charlie, how about you, man? No, I'm, I'm good. I don't have anything else. Best of luck to you these next nine weeks up in uh, Fort Jackson. Might be my last podcast for the year, so... It might um, be depending on what our what our schedule's like. So because here here's the problem with uh well here's the thing it's not really a problem. Once the Formula One season wraps up, we're going to have one more week where we do our Christmas episode, our year you know highlights and stuff, and that's it until Speed yeah. Weeks. We are taking a break because it strife field time throughout the off season is a pain in the butt, and I got a kid on the way. So I got to get, get ready for that kid. Got to get ready for that. So we're going to take off uh, after the Formula One season. We're going to do our Christmas special. We've done it every year. Give away the hundred dollar Amazon gift card to either Matt, either Matt Camper or. So Charlie, you're going to be gone for the next nine weeks. So what, what does that take it to? December fifteenth is my graduation date. Matt, you might we have, might have a problem. Why is that? Well, uh, once I have surgery on November the thirtieth, I will probably not be here for at least. Two weeks, at you least know, two weeks. You're, you're recovering not from, from lifting. I can't drive for like the first week either. Oh my gosh, Preston! Listen, th- that's just the way it has to be. I'm sorry. Carolina, come pick you up. Yeah, Carolina will pick you up. <laughs> I, I'll send my pregnant wife to pick you up. Yeah, <laughs> sounds, sounds like a great <laughs> idea. All right, we'll figure it out when we cross that bridge. But uh, anything else, gentlemen? Nope. I would like to say this though. This week. Make sure to tune in to Blind Spotting NASCAR podcast. I'm going to be on their show. Oh uh, yeah, they're on their own. Um, they're on some other weird network now. They're they're not on a weird network. Well, not they're they're on, not. It's I think um, it's called Downforce Radio. It's a British. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It was. Um, and they got picked up kind of that. to equivalent to our own hinge, but it's an all motorsports thing. So they got yeah, picked up by them. That's good. Good for them. That's cool. So we'll, I'll be on their podcast this week talking about the Roval, making our final four picks and stuff. Definitely. When is their they, they usually come out about Thursdays. Okay, about the same yeah, I'll time be sure do. to listen to it then, yeah. But, yeah, looking forward to that. It should be a lot of fun. Can't wait to hang out with those guys for a little bit, talk racing with them, and maybe have them on the show. Maybe when you're gone and Charlie's gone, I'll bring in those guys and we'll ramble yeah, about racing. Yeah, that's cool. I'm glad that they um, they got picked up on something like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, they're good guys. Um, If you haven't checked out their show before, check it out. We used to do a race day thing with them called um, Five Off and Five On where we make our picks for the week. It was a lot of fun and just – fell off because it was just too much work for me to handle. Yeah, that race day thing was a little it's it kind of hard sometimes. To, it was great, but it's just one of those things where nobody really cared. Yeah. You know, and I yeah, nobody, it's okay. It's okay it's, to call it. Yeah. yeah I mean, nobody really cares. If once especially when football starts, basketball and hockey and all that stuff, nobody cares about racing except no. race fans. Yeah, I know. But uh anything else? Preston, best of luck to you. See you next week, Charlie. Best of luck to you. See you in nine weeks. See see you in nine weeks, buddy. (laughs) Yep. Lean me in a hard training machine, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) But uh, last call, anything else? All right, guys. Well, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here. 
I'd like to thank everybody so much for tuning in to us this week here at Rambling About Racing. Make sure to head over to ramblingaboutracing.com for links to all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube for the latest and greatest in the world of our racing, or just to drop us a line to say what's going on. Make sure to use hashtag whatyouthinkitm to let us know what you thought about this episode and maybe give your opinion and you'll have your opinion right on the show. I'd like to thank our sponsors here at the show, Stand Up to Cancer and Fanatics for all they do, not only for us, but for the Unhinged Sports Network and Belly Up Podcast. For Preston Lude, P at P underscore Lula on Twitter, Charlie Herkus, Chuck8384 on Twitter, I'm Matt Beamer, Beamer 22 on Twitter. Stay safe. Have a good week, folks. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 